It's time we took advantage of all the press you've been getting, Callahan. How do you propose to do that, Lieutenant? It's my opinion that at the moment you'd be serving this department best by working with me in public relations. Well, opinions are like assholes. Everybody has one. The Tainted Glove presents Yumper and Svo at the Show podcast with Tom Yumper Garcia. Oh, what a big man you are. Hey, let me buy you a pack of gum. I'll show you how to chew it. And Justin Svo Svoboda. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. Two guys from Chicago talking movies. Welcome, everyone, to episode 10 of Yumper and Swole at the show. I'm one of your hosts, Tom Garcia, a.k.a. Yumper, and I'm with my co-host, Justin Swole Svoboda. How you doing, Swole? Yumper, how are you, buddy? I am good, staying cool. I am in the basement. I spent all afternoon at the movie theater, um, and I am just chilling before a little vacation with the wife. Awesome, awesome. Always great to have vacation. Uh, so just a heads up to everybody listening. I have had a, a ear infection, so I might slur my words a little bit. I'm not drunk. I'm not K-Fits right now. But uh, we got an action-packed episode for you today. So let's get into our Twitter question of the week. So you want to take care of this? Absolutely. Um, our Twitter question of the week um, was, what is your favorite song from a movie by a fictitious band? And we got some great responses. Um, the usual suspects are the ones that um, sent me the replies. And it looks like I put, um, I didn't even notice that I put Chicago Brushline in there twice for um, Airheads. The Lone Rangers was his response, which I absolutely love Airheads. Um, Adam Sandler movie before he got his own vehicles, right? This was a Brendan Fraser movie, but Airheads is a super underrated comedy. Um uh, Laird of Glencoe, Mike, who uh, joined us uh, last Saturday for Top Gun Maverick, which we will be discussing soon, said On the Dark Side by Eddie and the Cruisers. Uh, great throwback movie. Love Eddie and the Cruisers. Um, we got Shankster, uh, Loyal Listener, uh, Scotty Doesn't Know by uh, a band. The band was called Lustra. They never said what their name was in the movie, but from Eurotrip. Everyone loves Scotty Doesn't Know. And then um, PKKF33, I don't know who that is, um, but she said the Yaya Ding song, Yaya Ding Dong song from Fire and Ice. Just kidding. That's my wife. Um, but that's the Yaya Ding Dong song. And the Yaya Ding Dong song, if you haven't heard it, is hilarious. That movie was like a Netflix exclusive, completely flew under the radar, kind of about like American Idol in, in the continent, like in the European continent. Um, it's hilarious. Will Ferrell, Rachel McAdams, but the Yaya Ding Dong song makes it. Um, for me, it's always uh, John C. Riley and Mark Wahlberg doing Feel My Heat in the studio during Boogie Nights. Every single time that scene cracks me up. Yumper, do you got one? I actually got two of them. One of them that comes to mind is uh, I remember going, I went on a date to go see this movie, and the way it opened was epic. All you see is uh, the disco ball. And you see Will Ferrell with a headband. That's semi-pro when he sings Love Me Sexy before their game. That song is hilarious. And then the second one is actually uh, from one of my favorite Robert Rodriguez movies, uh, Cancion del Mariachi, which is uh, from um, Desperado, when he sings the song in a bar at the opening credits. So uh, 
even though it was a fake band, I thought that was pretty cool. Absolutely. Always, we have a Twitter question of the week. Send us your responses. We will put them in the show. So um, look out for that on our Twitter account at Yumper and Svo. And then, um, yeah, Yumper, what's next? So, Svo, are you ready to enter the danger zone? <sighs> Take me to Berlin, Yumper. So as you know, we had a big event at the Yumper and Svo show where we actually rented out a private theater to watch Top Gun Maverick. And with us today to give us a review on the event and the movie is somebody really famous on White Sox Twitter. He might be more famous for his godlike calves or the calf god. Let's hear it for Mailman Jack. How you doing, Mailman Jack? Hey, all right. <laughs> yeah, calves, they're real and they're fabulous. Yes, uh, we know. <laughs> <laughs> we know uh, they're fabulous. Uh, did you, uh, just a real quick question before we get into review, did you have to enter your Apple ID password to get into the studio tonight? Oh, I forgot that the day I walked out of the Apple store on my phone. So, I don't know. Uh, I asked my name, <laughs> and uh, he told me, so. Okay, what a, all right. Apple IDs, those are, it's like, they're like zip codes. They're completely useless. <laughs> this is the running bit on twitter too swollen uh jack well we would like to thank these. mailman jack for stopping by uh we appreciate <laughs> your time uh oh my god so guys so jack yeah you are with us in attendance for this top gun um um movie screening that we had do you have thoughts about the movie and about the screening and the night oh. with White Sox Twitter? Yes, I got thoughts. Uh, well, the floor is yours, man. Awesome. Like, so who reached out to me first about reviewing a movie? And it was that was Zvo? Zvo? I think or, that was me, yeah. And then I think I said, I want to, I'll take the biggest movie of the summer. <laughs> and, um, and then it just turned out that you guys did this. So I was pretty, you know, I was kind of like, did you guys do this all for me? That was pretty cool. <laughs> but uh, but anyway, the whole thing with us all getting together was so nice. Um, it was, that was the, and look, I'm having a margarita in my uh, special cup. So. So for those uh, listening, we, we did hand out, like we, we, we teased it and we taunted it. But everyone in attendance got a really, really sweet Yumper and Svo at the show pint glass to uh, enjoy your adult beverages in and 108 properly um, on the um, Yumper and Svo pint glasses. They uh, they hold up really well. They're they're good. They're uh, it was it was so nice. I mean, like so I brought my wife and a lot of times I'll bring my wife. She's a good sport to the Sox game. She doesn't really care for baseball. <laughs> and I'll introduce you to a bunch of people from Twitter that she doesn't know. And then she's like, oh, wow, that's pretty cool. I really didn't, don't like baseball. <laughs> and But then, so you guys had the thing at the show. And it's like, you're going to meet all these people again. And she's And it was so much nicer for us and my wife to go to this thing. Because who doesn't like movies? I, we love going to the show. The first movie on our first date, we went and saw Sylvester Stallone Cliffhanger. And 
that was quite the thing because I am terrified of heights. <laughs> the opening scene of that movie, I was probably sweating like a bull. So can I maybe can through I that quickly inter- interject what? here real quick? Um, and I just want to comment on on your story so far. Um, when when Yumper and I decided to do this, we were you know messaging back and forth trying to figure out a name for the podcast. And you know I'm I'm hanging out. I'm you know I'm, like it's bothering us. We're we're trying to figure out like what to name the podcast. And I'm just going to be completely transparent with you. Like like Yumper's from the south side of the city. I'm from the south side of the city. When you're from Chicago, you don't say hey I'm going to the movies. You say hey I'm going to the show. Right. So I'm I'm in the basement and I'm I'm dropping a deuce and it's a doozy, right? Like it's a bad one. (laughs) Right. Like I I think I had I think I had uh I had like a shrimp burrito the night before and it was it was a bad one, right? So I'm like, wait a minute. Yump and Svo at the show, two Chicago meatheads talking about movies. And you just said like like three times while you were talking telling your story, like we love going to the show. Who doesn't love going to the show? And you just like cemented and like affirmed everything that we went through, like coming up with a name but for I, this podcast. I, and I just, I want to tell you, I appreciate it. I'm sorry for interrupting your story. I'm going to let no, you finish, no. uh, but I, I appreciate that. Absolutely. Uh, uh, I think so. Here's the unsung movie night to go is Sunday night is the best night to go to the movie. Because you kind of really get, especially if it's not during football season or whatever, you're not nothing else to do. And you're going to show the ne- you're going to work the next day. Sunday night, a very underrated night to go to see a movie. Too bad Evergreen Theater is gone because that was the best one to go on Sunday night. Um. Hey, what? But so like our our little night, like the night after show. The only thing I regretted was that K-Feds wasn't there. And that was more geographical. <laughs> I couldn't imagine watching a movie with him because he's so, I love him to death. And he makes my ADHD seem relaxed. He makes a lot of people with ADHD relaxed. <laughs> seem relaxed, man. <laughs> he goes back. I could, I, I could just, I, I'm. But he loves movies, and he goes into, and that's how I love. I love Kfids. I just this is a joke, oh, but but um, absolutely, like we love Kfids, and his his attention is everywhere. And he was worried, like like no doubt. You saying this also will, like he was worried. He's like, man, I can't believe like I don't get to go do this with my friends, like the people that we do this pod and the tainted glove stuff with. He was worried, but like Fids, you're in Vegas, but we love you, man. Like you're always here with us, and we wish you could have been there physically. Oh. Yeah. Hope- he totally <laughs> the first time we while you were there, Tom, we met him. I met him. And the first thing he zooms in, I was like, holy shit, you're kissing more. <laughs> you know, it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> uh God love him. You know, it was it was hysterical. Uh it but so besides yeah. the movie, what was your highlight of the night? Of that night. It was just it was such a nice night. It was very laid back. You know, everyone was so nice. Um, I met <laughs> uh, Paul Dis Dis Disown, or is it Dis One? Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, dog. Yeah, dog. yeah, dog. Yeah, dog. And that was that was a trip in itself because we actually lived relatively close to one one another. <laughs> and um, 
Mike uh, Reynolds, you know, he was there and it was just, it was just nice. It was just so nice, you know, and we're, <laughs> so we drive out to uh, Schaumburg, you know, from our house and we're like, you know, we're, we're, we get there and we find a parking spot in the tower and we're standing there. We're like, oh, where's the show? And we're looking at this stupid map of the place and we're like, oh, you know, where is it? And we actually, <laughs> we step outside and boom, <laughs> we felt like the biggest dopes in the world. Uh, it was hysterical. It was, it was awesome. It was, everything was, was so nice. It was, you know, what's not to like. And what's kind of nice is like people forgot when we were stuck at home for a couple years <laughs> and then people went back out. It's like, people forgot how to act like human beings, you know? And the fact that we were in a theater with people that we relatively know, it was, it made it that much better. You know, does that make sense? No, it makes, it absolutely makes perfect sense. Like it was a bunch of like-minded, great people that wanted to see the movie, but also, and this is something that I talk about. Yump can attest to this, like in my closing arguments, People that know how to behave in the goddamn movie theater. Nobody was on their phones. Phones <laughs> didn't go off. Like there was no texting. I couldn't see anybody's smartwatch. I mean, I was in the front row, but like I hate people that don't know proper movie theater etiquette. And I was in a I was in a theater with 40 other people that knew how to behave in a movie theater. That was that was I did spill my popcorn though. That happens. <laughs> yeah. I I I I'm not a fan of the recliner at the theater. I am. Oh, that's a hot take. That's a hot take. I, I would prefer a nice comfy chair, but once my feet leave the ground, it's a 50, 50 shot. If I'm going to fall asleep. <laughs> so you know, that. when we used to take our, our kids to the show, when they were little, it was my best place to take a nap. It was like, oh, good. I'm going to get a 90 minute nap out of this BS. <laughs> and just give me, give dad a little sh- forearm shiver when it's time to go home, you know? <laughs> but, uh, what it's a fifth when I'm at, at, they're very comfy and whatever. And you get the, those feet off of, but I'll tell you what was nice. What probably kept me awake was I was in the first row with you up to the right. And I was able to put, my long legs and put my feet on that bar rail <laughs> and that probably kept me awake. <laughs> so, but those, those recliners, you know, eat some popcorn. I might have a full belly when we get there. It's a 50, 50 shot so, of through the whole movie. So the night, the night, the company, that was all great right now. Let's talk about the movie. Okay. Let's talk about the movie. I was, kind of anticipating a train wreck and kind of hoping to see a train wreck. And it okay. did not. The movie was good and really good. And Tom Cruise's acting was better than in the first one. And I have no, I enjoyed that movie thoroughly. I, I was really expecting and kind of looking forward to a train wreck. And the whole, are we given spoilers that certain person that showed up in the movie? Um, you know what? We, the movie's been out for three weeks. So I, 
I think that people that are going to listen to this pod, you can probably talk about it. Yumper, what do you think? Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, the person you're about to talk about, too, I think everybody kind of knew he was going to be in the movie. Right. Well, I mean, you know, he was in it, and we all know his his health problems and whatever. And that was, it was gut-wrenching, <laughs> you know? It was, it was hard to watch. It was, but he, they must have did a lot of work on him because he actually looked pretty good. Because I, I might peek at a lot of magazines and stuff when I'm at work, and you see stuff with with Val. <laughs> he didn't, he didn't look that good in yeah. the delivering at work. They, he looked really good in the movie. But so you know, it, you know, you know who did look really good in the movie? Jennifer Connelly. Jennifer Connelly. Yeah, yeah, really good. She aged very well. And what was she's actually pretty close in age to Tom Cruise. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I know Tom Cruise is older than me, but I don't have as much money to for the skincare and the hair dye. But uh it was it was kind of cool that you know he wasn't with uh what's what was her name? Uh Phoenix. You know, that would have been like what I would have expected. Like him, like a normal, yeah, right. Like her, you know, like his love interest in the movie. But it was Jennifer Connelly, and she's awesome anyway. You know, I'd rather see her than with the the Hulk. So my question, yeah, absolutely. We don't we don't talk about Ang Lee's Hulk on this podcast. That's a a take. We don't talk about. (laughs) We don't talk about that one. Like we don't talk about Bruno. (laughs) Jumper hates me right now. Um. So. Now that we've seen the movie and we know the backstory and we've seen all the cool stuff, was it worth it for this movie oh. to be delayed for two years to see it on the big screen? Yeah, I, I'd say so. I mean, you know, we all kind of got used to watching movies at home and stuff. and But this was definitely worth the big screen because they had the cameras like in the yeah. chat, you know. And it was it was so cool. I mean, I really had my if I was to pick one nit about this movie was it got a little James Bond at the end with them trying to find a plane and stuff, but whatever. Yeah. You know, it was it was it was awesome. I'll give it three and a half burritos. Uh, Ooh, out of four? That's out of four? Out of four? The other half a burrito for lunch the next day. But wow. the question is, That's... after you eat these three and a half burritos, which house are you stopping at? Cherizis or Beef's? Oh, I'm going to Beef's house. Definitely. He gets the full mail name. So, so we know that we like the movie. We know that it got three and a half burritos. <laughs> I hope to go to Cherizis' pet. <laughs> I, man. All right. All right. All right. Uh, anyway, uh, what we, I'm sorry to interrupt. No, no, no. That's okay. I totally had a question, and it's gone now. Yeah, the Tracy's bathroom. We're talking about off. we're talking about we're talking about pooping at people's houses. So that's that's what Top Gun has has brought us to. It's only natural. I mean, no. So like, I'm gonna ask you to use your bathroom at your house. It's a hundred percent chance I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm not. Happens. I'll pee on a golf course. There's a golf course right next to my route. There's plenty of places to pee there. The other. Th- <laughs> I'm either going. Luckily, I work very close to home. 
and a mail truck comes, <laughs> parks in front of my house 20 minutes later. I I think that we've probably talked more about poop in this episode than we've ever <laughs> in any other episode. It's all good, Jack. It's awesome. No, it's all good. I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. No, I think I think when so Yumper and I are in a, a group text with the rest of the tinted glove, um, Fids and uh Pete. Um, and I think like we we all we all saw it in similar time. I think like the biggest thing for us was this was the throwback to the old school summer blockbuster. Uh, a non-Marvel movie, a loud, obnoxious action flick that you can go see on a Saturday night with your girl, with your wife, with your girlfriend and wife. You know what I mean? Like, um, it was fun. It was loud. I enjoyed the piss out of this movie. I can't wait to own it. I will watch it again. I wish Miles Teller wasn't such a douchebag in real life because I like the way he like I like the way he acts. I like his movies. But he's such a tool, and he's All friends right. with Aaron Rodgers. So, like, now, um, was he playing the piano? Because he's a musician. Oh, I don't question. know. I would have to look that up. But uh, I think you his, know what would be cool. He... What? what if he played Is the drum? When he was playing, if he, when he was playing the piano, if uh, uh, J.K. Simmons came in and slapped him in the back of the head, <laughs> and he was like, again. That would have been a cameo to end all cameo. <laughs> that would have been awesome. And then sold him some insurance. Uh, oh, he, he learned the sequence himself. Hey, uh, I got no complaints about that movie. We had a great, we were with a lot of cool people. It was laid back. It was, even my wife and I were just like, because like, that theater was so nice. We're like, I wish we looked closer to it. Um, so, you know, that fun backstory, that theater was my first job I ever had as a kid. Oh, really? I helped open, I helped open that theater. Cause I, my parents lived like maybe 12 minutes from there. So I spent a lot of time in that theater, um, but it's been completely renovated and gutted since I worked there. I, uh, Hey, it it was it was such a nice such a nice thing, and like I said, it was it was just kind of cool. Like you said, we we're with a bunch of people that knew how to act in the theater. There were no crying babies or anything in there. That's that's my I love when the baby is in the theater. <laughs> Who doesn't? Um, I'm playing now. The question here, the question baby. for you is, is if we do this again in the fall. Are you going to be in attendance for whatever movie it is in the fall, or does it depend on the movie? No. Um, as long as it all right, it was worked out really. I always work on Saturday, and it was cool that we went on a Saturday. Um if I was to make one request, couldn't be on a Saturday, you know, because Fridays I, I, but no, I get it. I get it. Fridays is weird for me, like. I love it. I love that you have opinions on what days of the movies are the best. I just got out of the movies. I just got out of going to see Lightyear with the wife, and it was you know a Thursday afternoon at three o'clock, and there was like twelve other people in the theater, and it was awesome. It yeah, was awesome. Too. I'm just saying, you know, just to go. I going to the show is so much fun. I mean, no, absolutely, and I think I think Saturday nights works out for everybody. My siblings. I I have five sisters. And I think I'm probably the only one that has a strong opinion about that. I'd rather see a movie at the movies, <laughs> you know, 
at the show, you know, go to, let's go to the show. I, I yeah. would be a movie there because you're at home, phones going off, whatever. And it's just a better experience altogether too. Even if it's on a crappy screen with crappy sound and you could hear the movie in the next theater over, <laughs> I'd rather be at, at the show. hundred times. It. Yep. You got, you got anything for, for Jack? You want to ask him anything? I probably didn't say enough about the movie. So, uh, no, no, no okay. I, I, um, the nicknames, you're... so many nicknames. That was a little hard to keep track of, but, uh, I, I got no complaints at all. I mean, I mean, I, I shouldn't say I have no complaints. I have nothing but good things to say about top, And it was nice to see a movie that wasn't full of superheroes or aliens. And, um, like here's, I'm probably going way too long. Um, you're fine. A lot of times when I walk out of a movie of like a Marvel movie, I think to myself, like the next day or whatever, what was the story? I can't remember really what the story was, unless it's like from a comic or a graphic novel that I might have read. I could tell you exactly what the story was of this. Hundred times, hundred times over. You know, strip from him at the beginning with uh, trying to break my 10 or whatever it was. It was awesome. Yeah. It that was, was awesome. And it's like, okay, you know, and you knew it was going to happen. Oh, I got it. He did it. You know, they were just doing whatever and Maverick and a Maverick. Yeah, and then he crashed the plane. And then but, the, the diner, where am I? Uh, Earth. Yeah. Earth. <laughs> it had some uh it had some good like funny scenes in there i think too like jack like just like i i go to see the marvel movies i think like i i don't know i think some people are just kind of marveled out a little bit a little superheroed out like they'll go see them but it's kind of like it's kind of runs course a little bit and i think uh it almost it almost feels like a chore now like oh i gotta go see this because i saw the rest and the story's intertwined they're fun they're entertaining but like they, like there's more marvel fatigue is real and i know like some people said that the Batman fatigue was real and I get it, right? Like I get it. Like for me, they'll, they'll, I'll never have Batman fatigue. I will watch Batman read the phone book, but like, um, I That's get the fatigue from the superhero book. movies. <laughs> yeah. And I think, but this movie actually really shows like, despite like everything about Tom Cruise as a person, you know, you could, whatever you do that way. But as far as an actor, he still draws a lot of money. Like he shows that his star is still big and he could still, I think this movie made what almost a half a billion dollars already, right? So, not already, kidding. yeah. Like, so at the beginning of the movie, he had a little personal message for us. <laughs> and yeah. That was, that was a little hokey, but it was still kind of cool, you know? It was still like, oh, okay, Tom Cruise, I'm with you. All right, let's get this going, <laughs> you know? Uh, the other thing that it did was at the beginning of the movie, they showed the trailer for like the new Mission Impossible flick. And I was like, okay, I'm in. Let's go see it. Like, it looks good. It looks fun. It looks entertaining. It was just nice to, like you said, to see a summer blockbuster that wasn't a superhero or aliens or something. Or it was just, yeah, no. I'm with it, you. I'm with you. I mean, um, it was, it was just cool. I, it was, I, I, if my review is go see it. If you have any apprehension about it, <laughs> go see it. It was, it was, so now the, it was better than the first one. 
the final question for you. What? This What's is going to be this is you gave it three and a half burritos out of four. Yes. What did your wife think of it? I think she like might not have liked it as much as me, but I'll say three three enchiladas out of four. Because my wife Kelly, who you got to meet on that Saturday night, right? Um, cool. She, she's all right. Um, she's not into action movies. She's not into loud stuff. But she loved this movie. She talked about it today. She's like, you know what? I really like Top Gun Maverick. As we were walking out of AMC Oak Brook today. So, like, when the, when you go to an action movie and you walk out of there and the wife likes it, like right. you know that it kept people's interest and it was a good flick. All right, now I'll tell you a secret. With she's probably going to hear this, but Chris, my wife would have liked it so much more if it was Nicolas Cage because that's her. That's her. You know what? Can we get a a spicy take uh, sound clip for that one, real quick? Yeah, here we go. Here we go. This is for you, Jack. That's a spicy meatball. Now, uh, and you know what? If Fizz listen, when Fizz listens to this, he's gonna be extremely excited because Nicholas Cage is his dude. He loves Nick Cage, man. Out in Vegas, right? Yeah. Um, but Jack, thank you so much for coming on. You know, we love the interaction with you on Twitter, uh, guys. If you you haven't are not following Mailman Jack on Twitter, please follow him at Mailman Jack. Also, talk music with them. Jack, I might have to get you back on and talk some music with you uh, when the films. Uh, Jack's oh. a big music head. Um, Little so bit. I know I text you about it a lot, but uh, thank you so much for coming Jack's on. Jack. Vinyl collection, yeah, absolutely. I brought I brought one with me. Oh, because I get shy in front of uh, the it's Neil Diamond, but he nice. the Jewish like, Elvis, like Dan Aykroyd with the Basilmatic on his picture. He nice. does look like Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> he does look Dan Aykroyd. Did uh, you ever, Jack? Did you ever see that movie um, Saving Silverman with uh, Jason Biggs oh, and Jack Black? Yes. Yes. Where they have the they have the Neil Diamond cover band and they kidnap Neil. Yeah, Neil, I just want to party with you. <laughs> I, went, Neil, I, I want to party with oh, you. I probably went like twenty minutes too long. Jack, it's okay. No, not at all, man. Uh, up, it was like seven forty. <laughs> uh, we appreciate you. Thanks for coming on, man. Yeah. Oh, thanks for having me. And uh, three and a half burritos. Go see it. Easy, easy peasy. Uh, I'm gonna go see it again. All right. All right. Thanks, Jack. Thanks a lot, guys. Thanks, Jack. All right. Bye-bye. You're a godsend. Savior. No, I'm... I'm just... the postman. Mailman Jack. The God Thighs of Twitter. Absolutely fantastic person and a great follow. I love interacting with Mailman Jack. Mailbag Jack is probably one of the nicest people I've ever met. And that's not BSing because he's it was on the it's, show. He's it's, really, a to- it's a toss-up between Mailman Jack and me. So it's it's a toss-up. <laughs> yeah, between <laughs> Jack and Swole. But Mailman Jack, awesome dude. Uh great follow on Twitter. Please check him out. And if you were wondering why we we're talking about bathrooms, there's a running joke on White Sox Twitter that uh Beef Loaf would not let Mailman Jack use his bathroom if he had to use it because Mailman Jack is on his route. Beef Loaf said he would not let him use it. Oh, but um, with that, well, what have you been watching? Uh, well, um, I watched the new Adam Sandler basketball drama or dramedy. Not very like comedic, but it's called Hustle. 
Um, Adam Sandler is like a scout for the Philadelphia 76ers. And he's trying to get off the road and become a coach. And he's got to find the next great star. Lots of great cameos. Actually, really good movie. Um, I love seeing a different side of Sandler, you know, than the the goofy slapstick comedic stuff. The you know the stuff that we see in Uncut Gems and we saw in Spanglish and we saw in Punch Drunk Love. Like the dude can act and and dude he's good. This is a good movie. I highly recommend it. And then we saw Jurassic World Dominion. And I know you saw it too, Yump. Um, and I thought about it today as we were as we were going to the movie theater, and I I liked it. I didn't love it. Uh, the dinosaurs were cool. The action scenes were shot really well, but it felt like a stretch and a reach. It felt like they were trying to take Jurassic World and just like Mailman Jack said about Top Gun and make it a, a, a James Bond movie, a Born Identity movie uh, with, you know, with the evil corporation. And, and I know like InGen and all the other stuff in the original book was there or w- w- was always there, but it, it was just a stretch, man. Like, I, I don't know. It was my le- It was probably it was better than Fallen Kingdom, but not as good as Jurassic World. What do you think? Yeah, so I kind of I didn't like it as much. I, I think that the dinosaur part was awesome for the movie. Um, I do like that aspect. I love the fact they brought back uh, Sam Neill and Jeff Goldblum and Lord Dern. Um, to kind of make it full circle, because accordingly, this is, and I do air quotes, the last Jurassic Park movie of the franchise. I thought that part was cool. I just think the story was not as great. Um, there were certain things in this movie that, you know, they had interactions between people they didn't really elaborate on. They left it up to the viewer to kind of understand, which made no sense because it was central to the plot. Um, that's just kind of me. But I mean, action scenes were great. Um, I would probably say it is better than Fallen Kingdom, but Fallen Kingdom was pretty crappy. It was bad. And we, um, but I would say it's kind of it kind of followed the same cycle of the last. Only it did the reverse of the second and the third. The second's the worst one, and the third, yeah, actually, kind of it kind of did the same cycle. Like the first Jurassic Park was great. The second one's considered not as great. Lost World, and then the third one is considered okay. So the first Jurassic. Um, World was everybody considered great. Fallen Kingdom horrible. Dominion okay for most. Um, yeah, I think but, you and I had a conversation about the Lost World a couple weeks ago um, before yeah. this came out, and I fucking hate the Lost World. Like I'm still bitter to this day about it. When did that come out? Ninety six. I think it came out. Yeah, I think ninety six. Ninety six or ninety seven. 96 was like my freshman year of high school. So it came out that summer. It would have been 97. Um, and I just remember like talking with my buddy in my, my seventh grade biology class. His name was Patrick. Um, like a good friend of mine for a long time. And we were so excited, but we went to different showings to see it. And we got to class on Monday and we were like, what the hell did we just watch? Like, and then we got yelled at by the teacher. They're like, don't ruin it for everybody else. And I'm like, Fuck you. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. What were you I, watching, Yump? I, I I just had to dress world. I didn't hate it. Uh my favorite part from that movie is don't go into the high grass. We used to say that to our friends all the time. Uh but yeah, th- it wasn't that great. But for me, I actually watched uh a movie that was actually uh rem- rem- was pointed out again to me by 
uh, Southside Zoe on Twitter, which is um, Outside Providence. I haven't seen it in a while, but it's such an underrated comedy. I actually had the wife watch it with me, and she actually really enjoyed it. Um, it's a com- it's a comedy kind of set back, I think, in the seventies, I believe, seventies or sixties, and yeah. it's basically a kid and a kid going to a private school, and his dad sends him there to try to get him out of trouble, and he meets a girl there, and just like a bunch of shenanigans happen. But a uh, good, great soundtrack to the movie. Alec Baldwin is hilarious in that movie. Um, I know if you've seen it, right? You've seen Outside Providence, right? I've seen it, yeah. Yeah, I, it's an underrated movie. Not the greatest, but it's got some good laughs. And then I watched uh, A Few Good Men, which happens to be one of my favorite movies and one of my favorite Tom Cruise movies. Um, probably one of his best performances uh, as uh, Daniel Caffey. And of course, who can uh, you can never go wrong with uh, Jack Nicholson. It's a great movie. Like, like you're right, Tom Cruise is like one of his best performance and and to me more was like at the peak of like her just like the word I'm looking for, like smoke and hotness, like total smoke show. Um, yeah, I mean she still looks good now though. I mean, yeah, absolutely, but um this was like peak to me more. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah. regardless, like it's a great movie besides her hotness. Like it's a great movie. Yeah, and then uh Peter Sullivan's in it. Uh, Kevin Pollock is in it. Another, a comedian, Kevin Pollock's like he's very underrated for his acting chops as well. He does. He's done this movie. Cuba Gooding Jr. Cuba Gooding Jr. Were uh, appearance by him. Yeah. Um, who's the guy from uh, General as uh, ER? Uh, Noah. Well, Noah Wiley. Noah Wiley's in there. Um, Carter. James Marshall from Gladiator, the boxing movie. Gladiator. Oh, good. Good reference right there. Gladiator yeah. with Cuba Gooding Jr. Oh. Yeah, another classic movie. Uh, me and my brother love that movie. It's, it's a fantastic um, movie. Yeah, it's a great movie. Uh, there's just even the, um, the cinematography of the opening scene and when they have the Marine Corps do the... Uh, with the guns, when they do the... Um, Marine Corps band do their salutes with the guns. That's awesome. Uh, it, it was just all-around great film. And it's Jack Nicholson is pretty hilarious in it because he gets to play an asshole. But um, now Ooh, it's available get... on iTunes. Hold on, I'm buying Ooh. it real quick. <laughs> We're gonna have a, a a purchase on the show. Uh, but Sorry. now let's get to the meat and potatoes, as Swell says, of the Yumper and Swell show. So we that decided to do, do something. We decided to do something where we have a lot of opinions on film. Now these aren't to get like clicks or whatnot it's just our personal opinions you might agree with them you might not if you don't agree them let us know at yumper and soul on twitter um everybody's opinion is you know we'll take a grain of salt like in terms of we don't like it we don't like it if we like it we like it but um everybody's opinion is is respected but uh we have some hot takes and we want to give them to you so swell with that let's start off with my hot first hot take and I'm going to come out hot right now because this is something that's bothered me ever since Endgame ended. And that is that Captain America in the MCU movies is a complete asshole. And I don't care what anybody tells me about all the good things he's done. He's a complete asshole. And the first example oh. I'm going to give you, the first thing I'm going to tell you, this guy had a good heart as far as a scrawny guy, right? He joined the military. He got uh, given the super soldier serum by Stark in- Stark Enterprises or Industries by Howard Stark. Howard Stark made this dude. 
And then when he gets come out of the ice, he's a complete asshole to his son. Has no patience for him. Which is like, don't you think you should show at least some gratitude this guy's dad kind of helped you what you are today? And then he got pissed off when Tony tell him everything about you came out of a bottle. So that's one thing. And then the, mo- the most thing that bothers me about this is that this dude, knowing that Howard Stark made him who he was, knowing that Tony Stark has a relationship issue with his dad, but he misses his father, doesn't tell Tony Stark that Bucky killed his dad. He holds that in. Why? Because Bucky's your friend. Isn't that kind of selfish? You're literally living at the fucking Avengers compound for free, eating free food. You're not paying any rent. Tony Stark's taking care of you, and you're going to screw him over like that? And you try to protect Bucky? I don't care if Bucky was under control by the Russians. He killed his damn parents. Like, that's the biggest thing. Like, but he's a nice guy. And then the last thing I'll go before I go on a big rant here is everybody's like, oh, you know, when the cat went back, he couldn't change anything in time because it would have created an alternate timeline. Well, he did change something in time. He went and hooked up with the Carter. That She wasn't supposed to have a husband. So he did change something in time. So that automatically throws that theory out. And he, so uh, when that, while he's doing, hooking up with Carter, all this bad shit's happening. Bucky's getting trapped by the Russians. Uh, Howard Stark's dying. If you want to go even political, civil rights actions are happening. Captain America's out there to help that. He was just sat there and let everything happen. So you know what? Fuck Captain America. He's an asshole. And, he, you know, we celebrate the dude, but he was trash. Of course, it's in the movies, though. But he was trash. Like, I'm sorry. I, I got kind of heated there. Yeah, no, I'm not buying this take at all, bro. Like, first of all, like, you're mad that Captain America is living rent-free at Avengers headquarters? The dude was frozen for how long? He had to be dug out of a fucking glacier. He, can he didn't need to get frozen. And- he could have jumped out of the live- fucking plane and ju- let he it can go blow live- up. He can go live in Avengers headquarters or Stark Towers for however long he wants. He was doing his patriotic duty. And he's not. Do you know? He's no, not we a call him, dude. He's just we call proper. Him a freeloader. Proper. Get out of here. Not he's proper. Just proper. There's proper. Dude, he's when Tony Stark's swearing during Age of Ultron, he's like, hey, language. You just don't like him because he's got manners. You're just throwing this at me. You just get me mad. But I'll tell you another thing. Another thing he does that's horrible. This guy, Tony Stark is dead. He sacrificed himself to, for the fate of humanity. This guy says, oh, okay. I'm going to take the stones back. And then he just leaves. He leaves an Avengers Corps who doesn't have a leader because Tony Stark's gone. He goes and does his own thing with uh, Agent Carter, comes back, and then he's like, oh, hey, Sam, I'm going to give you my shield. Well, thanks, Cap. That's great. But I don't have any super uh, super soldier serum. So, so I'm fucked. Like, you just basically let Sam be screwed over. You left uh, Bucky, who doesn't have any friends, be screwed over. Dude, he's selfish, you dude. Just don't, you just don't like him because he's proper and he's got manners. <laughs> he's proper. Are you anti-military, no, Yumper? Are you anti-military? No sir. no, sir. No, sir. But I am anti-Captain America. Anti-Steve Rogers no, in these movies. I'm not buying it. This dude fought Nazis and the Hydra. I'm sorry. Uh, he gets to pass. And he protected greatest the guy who killed buddy. somebody's family. Greatest, greatest generation. Oh, no. And he protects somebody who killed someone else's family. 
Fuck Captain America. All right, America. let's go. What do we got next? All right. That's a spicy meatball. All right, let's go on with Swole's take. Go ahead, Swole. So my first hot take is going to be uh, divisive amongst our listeners, but I'm going to say that the Star Wars prequels are just as good as the original trilogy, right? People talk shit about the acting in the prequels. You know what? The acting in the original trilogy wasn't as good either. It wasn't that great either. Mark Hamill couldn't act back then. He still probably can't act that great now. He's a great voiceover actor, but you want to make fun of Hayden Christensen and, and, and the Jar Jar Bing stuff. These movies are just as good as the original trilogy. The only thing that doesn't hold up is the late nineties, early two thousand CGI. But these movies are fun. They're loud. They're obnoxious. They brought you back to the trilogy. You know, I was doing research for this take because I knew this take was going to get people fired up. And I watched this, this three minute clip of Freddie Prince Jr. And I think I shared it with you, right? Yump. So yeah. Freddie Prince Jr. Did a voice in star Wars rebels, I think. Um, and he knows about star Wars. The dude knows his shit. And he's like, you're just mad that you're not aging with the movies. These movies are made for kids. They're made for a different generation. Listen, if you get a chance, listen to this rant by Freddie Prince Jr. Because it's absolutely true. These movies were made for kids of a different generation, but still had the same Star Wars flair. These movies are fun. I love them. I was a young teenager seeing these movies for the first time. I remember working the day that Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace came out at Sony Theaters in Streamwood. And how excited I was. Like We thought that there was going to be a massive crowd for the 10 a.m. show. There wasn't. So they let me punch out for two hours and go watch this movie and then come back to work. And then I saw it again at night with my friends. I saw episode one in the theater 13 goddamn times. And I am not ashamed to admit it. These movies are probably better than the original trilogy. That's it. I totally disagree with you on that. Do I think they're the worst movies? No. Um, first thing it comes down into like writing of dialogue. George Lucas is not that great of a writer for dialogue and I mean it's he's a great director but it comes to dialogue he sucks but as turns as the greater than the original trilogy I don't think so I think the original trilogy has a just a nostalgia feeling to it and I don't think this movie picks up on it hey and Christian did over act in this movie but it's a sci-fi so movie Mark so so did Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill couldn't act either. And that's why he only made fucking Corvette Summer. His career never took off like Harry. What are you talking before. about? He was, he was Cockknocker. And he was uh, oh my God. He's a great voice the only actor. Reason, the only reason that he got to play the role of Cockknocker in Jay and Silent Bob was because he was fucking Luke Skywalker. I don't dislike Mark Hamill, but Hayden Christensen gets so much shit for this trilogy because he couldn't act and Mark Hamill couldn't when this movie first came out either. I don't care. Dude, that's life, bro. Sometimes they give you lemons. But in terms of against the original trilogy, I think it uh, it's not as good. But I will say this, Revenge of the Sith is very good. Uh I think it would probably it's probably the best of this trilogy, in my opinion. But like, I don't think it's as good. We know what's going to happen. We know what's going to happen. They're prequels. We know what's coming in 4, 5 and 6. We know that episode 2 Attack of the Clones is a bridge 
into episode three and episode four and episode five, right? But like, they're fun. We we're excited to see these new characters. We're excited to see how Anakin grew from Jake Lloyd from Jingle all the way into Hayden Christensen, right? Like, Darth Maul is a cool fucking character that never got the screen time that he deserved because they split him in half in episode one. He should have been in the whole goddamn trilogy. But if you watch the that Freddie Prince Jr. thing, there can only be like one or two at a time. The force balances out, right? It's a whole thing. It's legit, right? Fuck that. No, I'm fired up. These movies are good. <laughs> They're better than the original. This is my Star Wars trilogy. You were upset about this, and I was about damn Captain America. <laughs> I, I I still have any. I don't have hate for the the uh, prequels. I just don't think they're as good as the original. That's the only thing I disagree these, with you on. This, these don't get the love that they deserve. These were good. These were. I, I agree. I I think um sometimes as fans we just get a little too obsessed with certain things. Um, oh, and Star Wars fandom is toxic. Like it's toxic. Like, I think a lot of fandoms are that, toxic. <laughs> The, not all fandoms are toxic, but the hate that like the the actress that played Rose in the Last Jedi got like just for being Asian was absolutely the worst thing that I've ever seen in any fandom that like has ever occurred. Star yeah, Wars fanboys are toxic, and I don't mean like I don't mean people that love Star Wars. I mean people that take this shit too seriously and then they they make their whole lives about it. Because we have yeah. friends of the pod that are massive Star Wars fans that have their own podcast dedicated to just Star Wars stuff. Yes, but that's not toxic fandom. No, no, I, I I totally agree with you, but I think there's shades of toxicity in every fan base. Just that, just it just boils over there because there's more people who are affected by Star Wars in their lifetime. That shit's not cool. But like I Absolutely said. Not. It wasn't. Uh, they weren't. The prequels weren't as bad as you as everybody gives them crap for. Um, Jake Lloyd shouldn't have got the crap he got for being a, um, Anakin Skywalker. He was a kid. Was, what, I didn't agree with the, the way old? he was treated. Yeah, and that I mean that affected him a lot, which I didn't think was cool. So it's just movies, guys. Don't like. I know I went off to rant about Captain America, but it's. I'm not gonna go say uh, Chris Evans is a complete asshole because I know Chris Evans is playing a character. Like it's just a well, movie. Chris Evans also absolutely destroyed it, like as Lightyear today too. I haven't like, seen Lightyear. Dude, so can, I'll give you dude, can, dude can act like and like. Chris Evans is not an asshole. Captain America is an asshole, according to Young. Yes. Like, um, if, yes. if you're going to be passionate and you want to talk, you want to yell at your friends while you're bullshitting. It's okay, but don't take it to a level where it's racial or it's like any like we we won't have that on Young Prince like. Don't take your fandom to that level. Yes, totally agree. And with that, let's get into our next one. That's a spicy meatball. So, Swole, my next hot take is something that might be controversial to some people. I know it's going to be controversial to some people that are in my family that listen to this podcast. But I'm going to have to go with uh, the sequel to the Wizard of Oz, uh, Return to Oz is actually better than the original. Now, hear me out. It's not a. It's not that I hate the original. I do love the original. As you can see, there's a poster behind me in the back of the original uh, Wizard of Oz. I love Judy Garland. I love everything about the movie. But it's kind of like cheesy, and it's it doesn't play as close to the books. Now, I was a nerd and actually read some of the books, 
And the sequel, Return to Oz, is just reminds me of a Tim Burton film. If you have not seen it, look up the wheelers. They are some scary damn things. They're basically people who ride around on wheels and they're freaky. That aspect of the movie was great. You have Falzo Bulk from, you might know her from The Craft or American History X as Judy Garland's character of Dorothy. You have crazy scenes. Yeah, the water boy. I forgot. I'm sorry. Vicky Valancourt. Um, You also have, you know, this lady called Mambi, who is like, she has a temple of heads where she switches out her heads in and out. It's very dark for like a kid's movie. It's kind of creepy. And that's what the aspect that drew me in. And it follows uh, some of Baum's books that he wrote, his Return to Oz books and Land of Oz books. So that's something that really like captivated my, my mind. And I think as terms of like an enjoyable, more suspenseful film, this movie was better. And plus it was directed by uh, Walter, Walter Murch, who's more known for sound in terms of, he won two Oscars for sound on Apocalypse Now, and then he won for film editing on The English Patient. So he's got some chops when it comes to film editing and sound production. But I think he did a great job with this movie. So have you ever seen this movie? So, you know how we always talk about, like, sometimes it's not about the movie itself. It's about who you were with and where you were. Like, I I was in the fourth grade, and I got into some trouble at school, which a lot of my stories start off that way. Um, this kid uh, spilled, like, Pepsi all over my Charlotte Hornet starter jacket. And every kid growing up when i was growing up had a charlotte hornet starter jacket right but mine was mine was mine right and i took care of it this kid spilled this kid spilled something all over it and uh you know words were exchanged and i made fun of his brother who crapped his pants at school right and we got into <laughs> we got into a fight and i was grounded right and i couldn't go anywhere and i had to read this book because i put it off for forever and i was behind like reading the book because I was, you know, watching sports or playing video games or like getting into trouble. Right. So I was stuck in my bedroom. I couldn't go downstairs in my parents' townhouse in Streamwood. I couldn't like watch TV. I couldn't hang out. I had to read this book and write a book report chapter by chapter. And I fucking hated it. I hated writing the book report. I hated the book. I hated the goddamn people on the wheels that you just talked about. I hate the sequel of the wizard of Oz. And the, reg- the original Wizard of Oz makes me think of my aunts, my Aunt Pat, my Aunt Jelaine, hanging out with them and like family dinners. So, no, I don't agree with you that the Wizard of Oz sequel is superior to the original. I don't think that it's anywhere near as good. It's 80s cheese-tastic compared to the brilliant masterpiece of the original Wizard of Oz. Sorry, Yumper, but you're wrong. Totally not wrong. And the only reason you don't like it is because you had to do it for a punishment. So that's your yeah. rebellious side coming out. Have you yeah, seen the movie no. though? I have seen the movie and I hated it. It was freaky. Oh my it was God. Stupid. <laughs> that's the whole point. Like Oz is supposed to be a freaky place. That's the whole point. No, it's not. It's nah, supposed to be a nice little. It's supposed to be this uh, nice, bright, multicolored place with a yellow brick road, not like some like muted yellow no. brick road. Yeah. No, supposed to be horrible. Sorry. That's the whole point no. of it. No. Do no. you think that there's real people that sleep in flowers like that? Like in the original? Come on, man. Yes, be there is. Man. No, totally agree with Grow you. Grow up, check out. Grow up. Never, Grow never. Up. Che- check out uh, Return to Oz if you haven't seen it. Let me know what you think. And Swell's an asshole. 
move on to our next one. That's a spicy meatball. Okay, so we'll take it away. All right, so my second hot take is that 90s teen comedies are better than 80s teen comedies. I'm going to just go off the top of my head here, right? Uh, American Pie trilogy, Can't Hardly Wait, 10 Things I Hate About You. I will put up against any, any 80s teen movie. I don't care if it's The Breakfast Club. I don't care if it's Pretty in Pink or 16 Candles. 90s teen movies are better than 80s teen movies. Adventures in Babysitting is eh, whatever. Not as good as the stuff that was put out in the 90s. Uh, Cruel Intentions. Um, what else do we got, Yump? What else did I, I sent you? Did I send you a list? No, Ferris Bueller? I'll take American Pie over that. Over Ferris Bueller? Yep. Get the hell out of here. Dude, Sorry, man. I, I, would, I, will. I would say, I will say that... Uh, Dazed and Confused. She's all that. Can't hardly wait. Don't tell mom the babysitter's dead. Never been kissed. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Empire Records. Now and then. Detroit Rock City. Election. Good Burger. House Party. Idle Hands. I will take those over 80s teen comedies any day of the week. I think I think uh, I will agree with you in terms of that way because I do think that the 80s actually set the model like when we think of a teen movie, I mean, whether you like it or not, people are going to think of the Breakfast Club. It's always going to come to people's mind through ionic, through the iconic song. But there, I think the '90s took what the '80s gave us and made it even better. Um, I do like Ferris Bueller. The A's do have some. You know, we did a whole two-hour episode on the '80s teen movies, and they do have and look, gems in there. Look, I'm not saying but they're not good. I do agree. I, I this is a take I will have to agree with you on because uh, I can't really push back on it too much. Um, can't, uh, Clueless is a movie. I mean, great music, great movie. There's, you know, we, there's underrated bangers on here that you don't even think about, right? Like, like Outside Providence, Angus, yeah. Drive Me Crazy. Like, there's underrated bangers that you're like, holy shit, I forgot about that. And yeah, that happens in like 80s movies too, but not as much as it did here. Yeah, I'm I think it saying. was more. I'm sorry. I, I guess we can put it say, as saying, you know, the John Hughes created it, and the people from the nineties took what John Hughes did, and they evolved it. Yeah, um, and, and so I would agree with again, you. There. It's not. It's not that the eighties movies are bad, but the nineties ones just perfected it and made it better. Soundtracks like, like American Pie is an underrated soundtrack. Like it's got good track after track, and of course, like. Mutt by Blink-182 is on there, so like I'm biased or whatever, but like just fantastic soundtracks. Can't Hardly Wait soundtrack is amazing. Those movies are was, good, and I, yeah, that's my hot That was take. your favorite soundtrack. No, it's, it was. And you know what? It's not even a, like I want to really want, like I said, when I push back, I, like like you said, the 80s had some great movies, Harry Spieler, Breakfast Club, but the 90s just had better ones, so I can't really push back too much on this one. Thank you. Finally. Finally, you some common sense from Yumper. Oh, God. All right. Um, let's move on to the next one. That's a spicy meatball. All right. I'm going to keep this short and sweet for mine. I don't care what anybody tells me. Encanto is not a good movie. 
The movie does not have good characters that you can follow along. I don't care about Bruno, and I don't think you should either. The main character in the movie is treated horribly by her grandmother, who's the matriarch of this family. Who's a person, these families, we're all supposed to like them because they have special powers. Well, grandma can give two shits about this person because she doesn't have special powers, which makes her unlikable. The movie songs aren't great. I know everybody likes the Bruno song. It's not great. And I gave this movie a chance. I did. I gave it several chances. I watched this movie with my wife and my son. My son, who loves musicals and Disney movies, did not like this movie. He tried it again. That did not like it. False. False. Nope. Erroneous. Erroneous on all parts. You no. told us. And I'll go back. I kept the receipts, baby. Mm-hmm. I kept the receipts that Vin wanted to watch this movie because he liked it. I have the receipts. Maybe you yes. didn't like it, and maybe you didn't like no. it. Yes. But you told me that Vin he liked said, this movie. Erroneous. He said, he said he liked it, and we turned it on, and he said, let's watch something else. <laughs> That's exactly the words he did. So he did tell me, Dad, that he wants to watch it. We turned it on, and he said, let's watch something else. This movie is not great. I'm all for the Latino aspect in movies. I just think Coco was a better movie by Pixar. I think the music in Coco is better. I think the story is better. This movie had a lot going for it. I was really interested to see it. I love John Leguizamo, but this movie is not good. Like, I cannot get into it. I'm sorry. I like, I literally want to give it a try. I just cannot like this movie. I don't know what it is. I think, I think the, the Abuela Madrigal is just irritates me so much how much a bad person she is when she's portrayed to be good. I understand she's conflicted, but she is not a good person. And just like, we're supposed to like her because. She's the grandma. Like, she's not a good person. And the way they treat this poor girl because she didn't get no damn special powers. I'm not cool with that. So I do not like Encanto. I just don't. That's all I'm going to say. Encanto's good. Go watch it. You know what? The 80s teen movies are better than the 90s teen movies, okay? That's a spicy meatball! Go ahead, Swell. All right, so we had a little pregame talk about this take here, but I do not think that the Coen brothers should be considered or ranked amongst the great directors of our time. The Coen brothers only have two great movies. The rest might be good. It might be okay, but they are not great. And those two movies that the Coen brothers made that are great are Fargo and No Country for Old Men. I think The Big Lebowski is overrated. I know it's a cult classic, but I don't think it's as great as everybody makes it out to be. I know people love Raising Arizona. I know people love Old Brother Where Art Thou. But I don't think the Coen brothers are as great as everybody makes them out to be. And the only two great movies that they've directed are Fargo and No Country for Old Men. That's it. That's my, that's my hot take on the Coen brothers. And that's a big wet fart because uh, you forgot Miller's Crossing, which just happens to be don't a care. great movie with Gabriel Bryan that they directed about the Irish mob, which is excellent. No, it's just that you yeah. just have horrible taste in movies. True Grit. Yeah. The remake, 10 times better than the original. The remake. It's a remake. It's not better than the original because the original had John Wayne. Yeah, it's okay. Not, I, I not care about John Wayne with a, with a damn eye patch. Raising uh, Arizona was good. Yeah. Okay. Oh, we're out there was, it was good. good. I don't think you tell him. I said two. There, you said two great movies. I already said Miller's Crossing is a great movie. And it's not just and, and me. A lot of people can win. It totally you it's is. Not. Totally is. It's not. You're, you're totally wrong here. Because yeah, you, Fargo, and you took Fargo and No Country One. Then you're saying that the. Big Lebowski is overrated. It's overrated. It's a cult classic, and I get people love it, but it's not that great. It's not that great. 
get out of here. It has so many great catchable lines that are still cool to okay. today. So a movie can't okay. be overrated if it's still cool today. What are you talking about? Like by by that argument, uh, you, we don't talk about Bruno's in the top forty on uh, pop pop music. So people love that and they they sing it all the that's time. Not, no, that's that necessarily true. That doesn't make it a great movie. People sing it all the time. You, when have you heard me sing that we don't talk about Bruno? When have you heard me quote the Big Lebowski? No. Fuck you, Donnie. That was the name oh, of our one of our episodes. That was the name of one of our episodes. Yeah, that's because that's because it was about cult classics. <laughs> that's the name of one of our episodes, though. That's but because you it was it, about cult classics, and you came up with that name. So, <laughs> so obviously, it had some impact on you. No, to, no to do I, it. I, I don't get it. And actually, I, like, I, 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 uh, I hate, I hate the dude because he talks shit about the Eagles throughout the movie, man. And you don't, t- <laughs> you don't talk shit about the Eagles. That's like, where you, it you comes around do too. That's, you don't do it. That's the reason you don't like the movie because he talks shit about the, the other. Well, and the other, the other thing is, it's is not that Flea in year, it, dude. Uh, come on, man. You know how I feel about the Chili Peppers, bro. The only good movie Flea's ever made is Son-in-Law. No, he was in um Back to the Future. He was care. Needles. He was a Needle. He was Needles, dude. And he was also in the new Star Wars thing too. You know I what, saw dude? Him in the new Star Wars thing, and I, I immediately like. Like picked up my phone as soon as I saw one of the red hot chili peppers were on the screen. <laughs> You're such a dick. <laughs> no, I think the Coen Brothers. I don't think they're overrated at all. In all seriousness, Absolutely. I don't think they're overrated. Two great movies, and I don't think I'm, they're I'm, overrated. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this: a part of my, a part of my, like distaste, or not even a distaste, is the year that No Country for Old Men came out was the same year that There Will Be Blood came out. And they were both nominated for Best Picture. And everybody got down on their knees to blow the Coen brothers for No Country for Old Men. When There Will Be Blood was a far superior movie. Far superior yeah. movie. I would agree. But uh, you got to say, though, Javier Bardem did a great job in No Country for Old Men. Sure. And that's why I put it in there as two of their great movies. Just like Francis McDormand and Steve Buscemi in, in Fargo. Like those, those two are great movies, and I love them. I just think everything else is just good to average. Yeah, I think uh, there will be blood should have won us the Oscar for that. But I, I, I just I can't say they're overrated because, like, even just go like overrated to me is somebody that had like one good flick, and that's you know everything was mediocre. Their movies aren't really mediocre to me. Like I like you know, all seriousness. Like Miller's Crossing is a great movie. Raising Arizona is funny. Even though if you say Bill Lebowski is like overrated in terms of, you know a cult classic it's still like entertaining true grit was a good movie oh brother we're out there was a good movie like those are not horrible movies maybe some of the newer stuff that's come out isn't as great but i like to overrate it means like to me is like you're one hit wonder or you got so much credit for something that it just didn't feel after that that's just my opinion i can't really say they're they're they only made two great movies like i i can't i'm going going with the two i'm going with the two great movies that's my take yeah, I really can't do that one. But um, how do, how does it feel to be so wrong, Yumper? You know what, dude? Robert Patterson is a horrible Batman. Take that back! That's a spicy meatball. All right, let's go into my next one. Uh, and this, I this is what I think we we might actually agree on because uh. I'm a big proponent and big fan of movies, as you know. But one thing that really irritates the shit out of me about Hollywood is that they're constantly making remakes. Now, I'm not going to say every remake and every reboot is horrible. 
I think certain stories do need to be rebooted to be shown to a new audience. I also think that certain remakes need to be done if the first one was horrible. Like they're going to remake the Fantastic Four. That's a Marvel movie. But there's certain remakes that shouldn't even... They've already done that. So this will be the second remake for the Fantastic Four. Well, you know what? That's a horrible example. But all right, let's go to a a movie that should never have been remade. Psycho. You picked, or, or it, have, it was horribly done with Vince Vaughn. I like Vince Vaughn as an actor. Horrible choice to play Anthony Perkins' role. Then you have, if you want to go even deeper on that, you have the movie Nightmare on Elm Street. Robert Eglin yeah, should always it, be Freddy, and that, that history should have been there. And then you had Jackie uh, Lee Haley, who I love. Jackie Earl Haley, yeah. Or Jackie Earl Haley, who I love. So the hard part, like, bad. The hard part about Psycho is that was the exact same movie like shot for shot word for word as the original you didn't add anything original except for an updated camera quality and audio and stuff like that you did nothing to put your own personal touch on it like, same thing it's with not like go ahead no same thing with nightmare on elm street it was the same story there was not it was the, the same thing, it was the same story it was, a little bit was the, the kids in the room that was about about it they like made, there was no made and it's been a while since I've seen it because you know you know I love horror movies. They made the the, the sexual predator aspect of Freddy Krueger way more prevalent than they did like in the original. But it wasn't enough to make it like a different movie than the original, if that makes sense. Yeah, and then there's remakes that shouldn't even be happening. Like for one, they were talking about remaking fucking. My one of my favorite movies of all time, Big Trouble in Little China. Why? Well, that movie, that movie sucked. So, like, no, 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 no. In all seriousness, no. You're about to make me fucking blow my. Oh my god, no. <laughs> Yo, uh, seriously though, like John well, Carter like they, spoke out about this. Like he literally says they don't signed, give a shit about the franchise. They just signed Bill Skarsgård to play Eric Draven and the Crow. Reboot. Yes, like, another thing. Now. With that, that was I, I think the original Crow should stand on its own. The sequels were horrible. Whether you agree with me or not, Magnificent Stand, the Crow is a good movie. The unfortunate the thing Crow's about that is that a fantastic movie, Magnificent Stand. Yeah, the only bad thing about that is Brandon Lee passed away. I yeah. did like that Momoa was doing it. Jason Momoa was at because he was so passionate about the project. So I wanted to see how it would look. But now it just seems like it's just another way to earn money because well, I have Bill Skarsgård. Is you're cashing in on a property or a license that is known to print money, right? These, these guys walk into the studio, uh, they walk into the executives in the studios. And they're like, look, we're going to make this movie. We're going to reprint money and evil dies tonight. Speaking of a horrible fucking remake, um, reboot, reboot, re- not a reboot, remake. reboot. Okay. That sounds like the well, Cubs. See, so, <laughs> so that's where, that's where I think that scream is so successful, right? Scream 5 came out in January of this year, right? And they knew what they were doing. They're like, there's rules to a reboot or a a remake. And they played on that, and they didn't pander to the audience. Like, yeah, we're just going to remake this for a younger audience. They brought in the old characters, and they extended the story. They didn't try to reboot it totally. They didn't try to change um, what was canon, like Halloween, Right, like, I, like I, we make the evil dies tonight joke all the time because you hate it. I just like Michael Myers, right? That's the only reason that I like the movie because I like seeing Michael Myers do his thing. 
but they like David Gordon Green and um uh I'm having a brain fart here. Uh Kenny Powers, Kenny Powers, um Danny McBride. Danny McBride. Like they rewrote what was canonized already. They eliminated Halloween two, like the nineteen eighty one Halloween two, which is one of the best sequels of all time. Like it never existed. Yes, right? yes. Like and that's why I had an issue that. with that movie. That's why I had an issue with Halloween need- Kills. Well, Halloween Kills is the sequel to the one that they they got rid of. Halloween Kills yeah. is bad. Like, yeah, but I said, that's why I had an issue with it though, because I I think they tried to use the original Halloween two with the storyline, but they like it. But Laurie Strode was such a prominent character in the original one, and in this one, she's use worthless. Like I understand what they were doing, well, but it's just I, I don't know. I that's a like, whole other thing, be, podcast we, we're getting like, to. We could talk. We could talk about that on a horror movie episode or whatever. But like, you don't need to pander to the audience, and the the people that wrote Scream did it really, really well. It wasn't a remake. It wasn't a reboot. It was a sequel where they tied it into what was going on in Hollywood right now. But I agree. Hollywood remakes need to stop. I don't need to see another Crow. I never needed to see the Karate Kid with Jaden Smith and uh, Jackie Chan. Right? I didn't need to see the Kung Fu Kid. Like, stop. Let's Let's celebrate original ideas and stuff like that and make sure people that have a creative voice have an outlet. Like, stop the remix, though. We finally agreed on well on my take, so I guess I can quit the podcast right now. You agreed on one of mine. We both agreed on something. We agree on stuff all the time. I know. These, these yeah. are just hot takes. Yeah, I know. But so uh, in terms of paper. no, not ever. I'm never sensitive. But I, in terms of uh, remakes, just like to name off a few they made: Total Recall, horrible. Get Carter, The Wicker Man, Point Break. This movie shouldn't be made. I, I just Point, come up with original Point Break ID, was guys. Awful. It was awful. Yeah, it's Flatliners, Jacob's Lanner. This guy is just, please, Hollywood, please come up with original ideas for once. Like, I I love the old movies, but sometimes just need to be kept in their pristine way. Like, don't make new ones. But with well, you that, know what, you, know what, you know what? You know what remake was good, though, real quick? What? Was was Dread, like the, the Carl Urban, Yes. Like, but see, Dread, I don't really consider Dread a remake. It's more of a reboot. And like I said, that's why I said reboots, because that the new one, that Dread movie actually was closer to um, the comic book. Absolutely. And they, but like um, the fact that they were stuck in like this apartment, like this apartment con- complex, like that shit was good. That movie's underrated. Yes, yeah, very underrated. It's actually a very good movie. Um, and they're actually talking about maybe doing a sequel to that, but I don't know. It's kind of in development hell right now. Yeah, let's, uh, let's move on to our next one. That's us. Spicy meatball. Take it away, Swill. So this isn't so much a hot take, but I'm tired of hearing about this argument, right? And I know, friend of the podcast, member of the Tainted Glove, Aloha Mr. Hand, likes to taunt, friend of the podcast, our vacation companion, uh, Pockets, Queen Nam, about Rose and Jack on the door at the end of Titanic. Now, there is a chart if you're watching on the YouTube version, where you can see that they both would have fit on the door. But the weight of the goddamn door would have sunk them both, and they both would have died. Jack saved Rose. Rose floated on that door, and she lived. They both wouldn't have fit on that door. I'm sorry. I'm tired of hearing this argument. It would have killed them both. 
there's no way that Rose is as bad of a person as Jenny from Forrest Gump. I'm sorry. It's just not true. Like, it's not true. She would have let Jack live if she could have. And by the way, I don't care who makes fun of me, but I fucking love the movie Titanic. I don't necessarily always love James Cameron movies, but I love Titanic. That's my take. Yumper, what do you got to say about this? Uh, I actually agree with you, but knowing about this, I have watched the Mythbusters episode where they actually Mythbusted this. Now, there's a caveat to this, though. They could have survived if they use Rose's uh, vest, her, her um, what's it called? Uh, life jacket. Basically, life jacket. Thank you. I couldn't think of it off the top of my head. Her life jacket as a way of buoyancy if they would have tied it around the door. Now, my argument to that is, one, this is a 1900s, 1910s. I don't know if the life jacket was made of the same materials it is now today to support that argument. And two, you're in like zero degree fucking water. That's the last thing you're going to think of, especially if you're not trained for that situation. So I don't think Rose intentionally tried to kill Jack. I think Jack just tried to be the good guy and put her up there. I do think Rose is kind of shitty for throwing down the jewel down the water. (laughs) Even though that guy brought her on there for free. But I am 84 years later, y'all. Yeah, but I mean, that guy was looking for that for his whole life. But I totally agree with you that Jenny from Forrest Gump is the worst, worst person in movies compared to Rose. Like, she's horrible. And you can find our Twitter conversation about that. Like, there's no way Rose is worse than Jenny. I'm sorry, Pete. No way. There's no way. No way. I'm sorry. Like, it's just like she she would have let Jack live if she could have. And you're right. Like, if she was a trained Marine or Navy SEAL, she would have known to put her life jacket to make the door more buoyant. But there's no way that you could think about that in the middle of the night in below zero degree temperatures after you just had to jump off the fucking world's largest unsinkable boat. Get the fuck out of here. Sorry. Yeah, totally That's agree. my hot take. All right, take let's move away, on yo. to our next one. That's a spicy made the ball. All right, we're going to go with my last hot take. It's not going to be as hot as the uh, Path in America take, but it's something that resonated with me. So like we say, our show is not just about movies, it's about experiences. And I'm going to let you tell you something. I went on a double date to see this movie with my girlfriend's time and my buddy you were sitting here about with her friend. We went to dinner in a classy place like Palermo's, you know. <laughs> and then we went to, uh, to Crestwood Theater in high school to go see this movie. We saw A Beautiful Mind, and this is fresh off Russell Crowe's performance in Gladiator. So I'm a big fan. Russell Crowe's a great actor. He still is. I was looking really forward to it. Jennifer Connelly's in the movie. Looking forward to that. Saw the movie. I literally fell asleep during this because the movie was just something that kept going and going. When he gets put in the mental hospital, he literally, I think it's going to end. And it just keeps going. The movie was too damn long. His tidbits in the movie were stupid. I understand he suffered from schizophrenia, but it, to me, it was just ridiculous the way they filmed it. It was just boring. I, I literally did not like it. And I actually fell asleep in a theater. And my girlfriend at the time, I, yeah, it woke me up um, <laughs> because I was like past that. I was literally drooling. I'm like, like, that's how bored I was. And I, I'm, I never fall asleep during movies. And I, I, since that day, I have not watched this movie. Yeah, and when I, I asked, 
when I asked my, I'm sorry, when I asked my buddies, the, the other girl that was with us, what she thought, and she told me, I thought it was lovely and sweet. I'm like, it was horrible. Not to mention the character John Nash was not really a great person if you look into his history, which makes it even worse because the movie was just bad. <laughs> so I, I think I've only seen this movie like one time and I bought it because I worked at Best Buy for a long time and my, my discount on movies was disgusting, right? So I bought this movie for a few bucks. I was like, it's cheaper than going to rent it. So um, I watched it like one time and I'm like, I will probably never watch this movie again. Like, I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. It was just there. But, like, I I like Russell Crowe in some things, and then there are some things where Russell Crowe just bores me to tears. Like, I don't, I don't dislike him, and I'm very excited to see him as uh, Zeus in Thor, Love and Thunder. Um, and I love Gladiator. You know, Gladiator is one of those weird action movies that my, my wife loves. Um, but I just this movie was just blasé and eh, and I'll probably never see it again. Maybe because you brought it up, maybe I'll go watch it to see how I feel now. But I I can't imagine that it would change my mind at all. Yeah, I mean i I always give movies a second chance. You know, like 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 I said in like Encanto, I gave Encanto several chances. This movie, no, I, I fell asleep during it. I it was so boring to me, and like. Maybe I was like, oh, it's kind of interesting. The guy was a great mathematician. You know, I read, and then I started reading you, about the guy's personal life. I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. Were you expecting it to be like Goodwill Hunting because it was like a similar? Yes, because I think this movie was in 2002, if I'm mistaken. 2002 or, yeah, 2002, I think it was in. And I expected it to be kind of like Goodwill Hunting. And of course, Russell Crowe was coming off his big, um, yeah, in uh, Gladiator, 2000, 2001. 2001. Yeah, so I think so. He was coming off Gladiator, so I'm like, you know, it's gonna be good. And I don't know. The best part about it was Ed Harris wasn't real. <laughs> no, that's the best part of the movie. Like, I, I, I don't know. If you disagree with me, let me know. But yeah, it's not a good love story. Jennifer Connelly won an Oscar for it, but it was boring to me. It, yeah, I don't think I disagree with you on this one. Like, I think I think it's just I don't know if it's a bad movie, but it's just a boring movie. Yeah, and I don't know. That's my uh my take on this. Let's uh let's move on to our last hot take. That's a spicy meatball. Take it away, Swell. So my final hot take is something very near and dear to my heart. Um uh, most of you guys probably don't know this, but Ben Affleck is my favorite actor. Uh Affleck and Bale are my two favorite actors. And when I found out and probably the summer of what 2013 that Ben Affleck was going to play Batman in uh, the DC EU. I was amped. I was super stoked. Um, and when I saw pictures of what Affleck was going to look like, it's very, very much like Frank Miller's the dark Knight, and just the physical look of it. And I was very, very excited. And I think that, not only was Ben Affleck a terrific Batman, I'm not saying he was the best Batman, but he was the best version of Bruce Wayne that we've seen so far in the DC universe and of Batman. I wish that I would have gotten to see more of Affleck as Batman. I've read many, many rumors that Affleck was writing this, this movie that eventually became the Batman with Matt Reeves. And it was supposed to be a, a completely different take on it. Um, and I, I wish I would have got to see more, but I love Affleck's Batman. He was the best part of Batman versus Superman. He was the only good part 
of Batman versus Superman. And he was one of the good parts of the Justice League, which is not going to go down as one of the biggest box office flops of all time, but it's going to always go down in my mind is what could have been, right? You built you built up this this universe and it just never got to take off. Ezra Miller is screwing up the Flash. I'm wondering if we're ever going to get to see that movie or if Warner Brothers is going to scrap it. You know, we never got to see them build this DC universe like Marvel did. Uh, but I, I love Affleck's Batman, and, and I'm always going to just be just a little bit nostalgic and hope for, like, to see what could have been. That's it. That's that's how I feel about Batman and and Ben Affleck. Now, I'm going to give a little pushback, but I, I mostly agree with you on this. I think uh, Affleck was a terrific Batman. He was the best part of those movies. The only pushback I'll give you a little bit on is I don't think he's the best Bruce Wayne. I think he's a good Bruce Wayne. I still think Bale, to me, is it the best Bruce Wayne because Bale was so good at playing the asshole. And I think that's just, it's just me. Like I kind of lean towards the asshole playing with Bruce Wayne. It's but, not that he, it's not that either one is better. It's just that they're completely different takes on the version of Bruce Wayne. Right. And that's what makes me excited about like Robert Pattinson. Um, because the bat, the, the Bruce Wayne that we saw in the Batman was very hesitant and didn't want to be Bruce Wayne. He just wanted to be Batman. And then at the end of the movie, if you haven't seen it yet, fuck you, right? Like, I'm not going to, like, sugarcoat it, right? Like, at the end of the movie, he realized, like, I can make more of a difference as both Batman and Bruce Wayne than I can just as Batman, right? So um, I think they're just completely different. They're different versions of Bruce Wayne. And just like Michael Keaton's version was a different version of Bruce Wayne. and the only version of Bruce Wayne that I've absolutely hated was was George Clooney. That's my brother's favorite Bruce Wayne. No, um, no, I agree with you. I guess I can see it that way. Yeah, I, especially with the Pattinson, how even when he was fighting as Batman, he's very he's like a rapid dog, like very um, meticulous yeah. and like more rap, more. Uh, he was such a on one thing. version of unpolished version of Batman. Yeah, um, and then Keaton, of course, the mysterious Bruce Wayne. Nobody ever knew him. Yeah. And then we have the Playboy through uh, Bale. So I, I can see that, yeah. yeah. And I do agree that uh, Affleck was a very good Batman. He just doesn't get credit for it. because Underrated Batman. Like, best part of all those movies. Like, yeah, if it would have just been him in Batman versus Superman, and it would have just been Batman, like, it probably would have been better. But, like, you had Zack Snyder, and, like, the common, the common ground that Batman and Bruce Wayne found was both of their mom's name was Martha. Yes, like, the writing just, was horrible. Just, it was awful. It was terrible. And that, that's why I, 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 I kind of wish that, you know, Affleck directed Batman versus Superman. I, I, th- I still saw I still saw it in the theater like nine times, but like, it is what it is, right? Like, the, the writing was so terrible. I'm like, I can't apologize for Zack Snyder anymore. Like, 300 was good, and then he did like Sucker Punch, and then he did like Watchmen was okay, right? Like, people have thoughts about Watchmen. I like the Watchmen. It's okay. Like, it's not bad. It's not great. Uh, My Chemical Romance's cover of Bob Dylan's Desolation Row is fantastic on that soundtrack. Um, I like it. It was long, but it had to be, right, for for you to get all that source material in there. Um, I think my yeah. only beef with The Watchmen is that it was it was dark. Like, it was dark, like, physically to watch. Not, like, the violence and shit like that, which it had that, but, like, it was, like, it was a dark shot movie. Very, very similar to the Batman. Yes, and it had a lot of uh, 
it had a lot of parts that were just like, what the hell? Like we talked about with uh, when we had uh, Roxy on, just the part when they have sex in the ship, stuff like that. But as yeah. in terms of like music, the beginning is the end. It's the the beginning is the end is the beginning by Smashing Pumpkins is used as their uh, as the like forefront song, and I thought that was a great use of that song for that movie. Include yeah, just like, like Nir- and Nirvana, Nirvana is used for, but, yeah, uh, yeah. But Zack Snyder is a person that I would consider overrated. <laughs> That's what you want to talk about. Overrated. He's the Coen brothers of he's the Coen brothers yeah, of comic uh, book movies. Yeah, uh, I think 300, <laughs> 300 and Watchmen are probably his best movies, and that's it. But with that, yeah. that ends our hot takes. Well, so uh, I know we <laughs> went back and forth, but uh, that was some good stuff, but it was all in good fun. Uh, let us know your hot take at Yumper and Swole on Twitter. Uh, with despite, that, let's no, go ahead. Despite what you might have heard here, uh, Yumper and I are actually really good friends. We talk every day. Um, but we just wanted to get some good back and forth banter on the hot take episode, and it, it was fun. It was fun. Yeah. Like this yeah. was a fun episode where we we got to have some discussion about movies. Uh, Mailman Jack was great. It was awesome. Definitely, definitely. What do we Shout got coming to Jack up? Too. Yep. Yeah. So what we have coming out up for our eleventh episode is going to be a good one, a doozy, as they would say. It's going to involve the whole tainted glove, and we're going to discuss movie film villains our list of the top movie for villains so we would have aloha mr hand and k fids here to for an action-packed episode what do you think about that well i think that that's super cool uh you know i'm gonna get some batman love in there um with maybe some batman villains in there or one because i don't think there's anything (laughs) other than the one um yeah, no, that's cool, man. Uh, I think like for the the closing note, I think that maybe normally I I have some thoughts, but I think maybe we should talk about something else we got coming up. Yes. So if you guys have been following us on Twitter at Yumper and Swole, I posted a little video with a teaser trailer on there, um, dealing with this show called Reviewing Things. Now, if you don't know, the video is a parody of the show Stranger Things. I've never seen Stranger Things. I know, yeah, I'm too late. And K-Fizz recently just watched it for the first time as well. His whole He watched the whole series, binged it. I got curious and watched the first two episodes. And while I was texting back in our chat, Soul and K-Fizz suggested, why don't we review it? And I'm like, you and know I've what? I've only seen the first season. Yeah, I'm like, you know what? Let's do it. Let's, I, Soul has, didn't remember everything. I'm seeing it for the first time. Let's review Stranger Things. So what we're going to do is we're going to do a show called Reviewing Things. We're going to do it every Saturday. Except we're starting this Saturday, but we're going to skip next because Swole will be out. Swole's going to be MIA. He's going to be on vacation. But we're going to do four. Yeah, in MIA. We'll do four episodes a um, show. This will only be streamed on YouTube and it'll be live. So this won't be an audio version of this, but we'll be doing it Similar to the way Terezi and Josh Nelson do uh, Southside Point of View for Star Wars, we're going to do Stranger Things in our own way. So if you guys want to come check us out, we'll be doing it this Saturday. Check out our Twitter. We'll be posting the time. Uh, and then you just follow the Twitter to find out when we're going live next. And it's something we hope you guys enjoy. And I'm really liking the show so far. And I can't wait to do it with you, Swell. Yeah, it's it's going to be fun, man. I, I started the rewatch of season one. Like I said, I've only seen season one. I haven't seen two, three, or four. 
Um, but I was kind of a, like, I kind of wanted to get on board with it too, because, you know, I work at Oak Brook Mall and they opened up this Stranger Things pop-up store where you could go buy all this merchandise from the, the show. And it's like officially licensed by Netflix and stuff like that. So uh, I'm going to, I'm going to binge some season one here and be able to to chat with you guys and, and talk after I watch Jersey Shore with my wife tonight. So um, <laughs> shout out to everybody that came out to our Top Gun Maverick event. Uh, we hope you guys like the pint glasses and you had a good time with us. Um, shout out to My Sock Summer for helping us with the logo and Yumper for ordering the pint glasses. Um, it was an amazing time. We're going to be doing that again in the fall. Uh, hopefully we get like a good like Halloween, like not Halloween ends because like not everybody loves horror movies, but like a good like Halloween type movie. Maybe maybe we could do something like Hocus Pocus too if it's theatrically released uh, because Hocus Pocus is uh, that's a great movie. It's a great fun Halloween movie, but we're going to be doing it again. We're going to have some fun, but we love you guys. We'll see you. Uh, we won't record again for another couple weeks because I'll be in Miami going to a Marlins game. And hanging out with my family, but we love you and we will see you soon. See you later, guys. Thank you for listening to Yumper and Svo at the Show Podcast, a Tannin Glove production. That's it. I'm getting out of here.